Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. Hi, I'm Bev. And I'm Lynn. And together, we are Stuff. <laughs> hey, I think we did it that time. We're all stuck, and, and we're still remote, and it's it's so frustrating. It is. It is. But it's a new, a new time. It's a new uh, uh, episode every time. Yes, it is. Even before we get on here. <laughs> it's an adventure. Already. Yes. Now, do you yeah. have, do you have a theme for today? I don't. I do have some themes, but I just wanted to chat for a second. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Floby? Oh, I used to have one. Did you? Yeah, and I used it. Expensive now. Are they? Don got one a couple of years ago, and my husband's hair—he had a mullet going on. <laughs> he could he could put it in a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he wouldn't let me cut it, so we borrowed the Floby. It was hilarious. It was just hilarious. It does it was, a good job. It, I, well, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. There's all those attachments. Yeah. And, you know, if you're like me, you don't really read the directions. You just kind of skim them. Oh, God, no. You're not one of them. You don't them. know what attachment for what. And um, it was kind of like going through a maze. So you start going through the maze, and then you hit a wall, and you have to back up, and you have to go down another part of the maze. Yeah, and then yeah. You hit the wall, and you back up, and you have to go to another part of the maze. You do so, have so much drama in your life. It was, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. Oh, do you know what I forgot to do? Turn us on. Yeah, no, we're on, but I forgot to play the music. Oh, dumb, dumb. Should I do that now, even though? Um, nah. Nah. We, we know who we are. They so, know who we are. So Greg's hair is, is growing like that, too. And last night when he got into bed, I said, hi, Squatch. What do you say? Sasquatch. <laughs> and what did you say? He, he just kind of looked at me like, is it that bad? <laughs> so are you going to cut it? I don't think he'll let me. Yeah, Mark wouldn't let me. I, I tried and tried and tried. Your hair is getting long. Yeah, starting to. Yes. And you can pin it up like I did, see? Yeah, yes. Because mine's getting pretty long, too. And I don't know what color it is. I've tried coloring it. I've got, <laughs> I've got blonde and gray and brown and grassy and gold. And yeah, it's just a, it's just a kaleidoscope. <laughs> <laughs> But it looks good. It looks natural. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> From this angle. That's kind. That's kind. And I also wanted to tell everybody, if you like salmon, do you like salmon? No, but Greg does. We had salmon the other night that my daughter made, and she put the salmon in aluminum foil, 
Yeah. And then she put this um, Paul Perdue. Is that the guy? He's a chef. For the chicken? He's got some kind of spice for fish. I guess. And put that all over it. And then here's the thing that was so cool. She sliced the lemon very, very thin and laid the lemon pieces all over the salmon. So she made these individual packs in the foil, rolled it up, and we put it on the grill, and it came out fantastic. Uh -huh. What's really cool about it, if you like lemons, if you put the lemon in your mouth, most of the lemon just kind of disintegrates. Yeah. And you get the lemon flavor. Of course, the rind doesn't disintegrate, but the lemon is hot. <laughs> It was really good for so for you salmon lovers. Throw a piece of salmon in some foil, add some fish seasoning on there, and slice up some lemons. Slice them. Lay them over the top. Cook them on the grill. Slurp them up. And it was really good. <laughs> and I did corn on the cob that way yesterday. Now I haven't had corn on the cob in a while. Do you like it? I do. So here you go. Open up. The <laughs> Pull out all the stringy hair. Uh-huh. The silk. Salt and pepper and butter inside. Close up the leaves. Yeah. Wrap it up in foil. Yeah. Seal it up and put it on the grill for about, on low, for about an hour. An hour? Yeah. I had it on really low because I didn't want to burn. I didn't want to burn it. So it said 40 minutes, but I did an hour. That it seems like out. a long time. Well, it was on low. So maybe if you pick it up a little bit, okay, it can be 40 minutes that it said. It was so good. I'll Tender. take your word for it. So aluminum foil has become my new best friend. Okay. And there we go. Your turn. Did you yeah. know? Did you yeah. know? Wait a minute here. I did it. I found something really funny. Okay. Let's see if I can find it now. <laughs> I should never say that and then have not it in front of me. Something about, oh, did you know that the patent for a fire hydrant was lost in a fire? Is that so? That's so. And so was there a copy anywhere? Not that I know of. That's so, that's just so weird. So that's one of the things that I'm I'm reading today, odd things that really exist in our world from the website, theawesomedaily.com. Okay. So what things really don't exist or do exist? Oh, they do exist, but they're really different. Now, you okay. know lightning and thunderstorms. I love them. Okay. Did you know there's such a thing as volcanic lightning? No. Did we ever experience it here in New England? Not unless there's a volcano sitting around outside. What happened? <laughs> this scary electrical storm is created during a volcanic explosion when electrical and static charges are released rather than from an ordinary thunderstorm. Volcanic lightning arises from colliding, fragmenting particles of vol... I'm, I'm getting blah, blah, blah. Volcanic ash and sometimes ice, which generate static electricity within the volcanic plume... How do you say volcanic? I think you said it collectly. Collectly. <laughs> <laughs> Lending to the name dirty thunderstorm. Moist convection and ice formation also drive the eruption plume dynamics and can trigger volcanic lightning. And I got to tell you, I saw pictures of this and it is absolutely gorgeous. Is it? Yeah. There's, there's well, like. It might 
happen more out, out west, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's about, I saw one picture with about 20 lightning strikes at the same time. Oh, my goodness. It was beautiful. Oh, I'll bet it was beautiful. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. What All do, right. What you got? So I, found, um, I found something that says six people, the six types of people you need to have in your life. <sighs> so the first person that you need to have as part of your life, believe it or not, is the mean, judgmental person. What? What, 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 what? This is the one that we learn the lesson from and we get rid of immediately <laughs> unless we can teach them not to be so mean. This type of person will show us that the world needs more loving. I don't... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Beautiful people and why we should strive to be one of those people. This person will show us who we don't want to be. After witnessing one of their random acts of judgment, our hearts will break and we will feel sorry for them. Some of, some of us may even get angry with their behavior and that's okay. They will teach us what we don't want to be. How about that? I'm speechless. I'm thinking, is it worth all the pain and sorrow and everything else just to not just say, hey, I know this world is a funny place. It's not always kosher, and maybe we got to do something about it. See, there's the lesson right there by meeting a judgmental person. That was you. I was judgmental. <laughs> you read me the information. <laughs> I read you the information. So it's uh, so when I read this, uh, when I first saw this, the title, I thought, you got to have a judgmental friend, but that's not what they're saying. You get this person in your life, Maybe they'll see and they'll change, or that, or their their actions and their thinking changes the way you think to say, "I'm never going to be like that." I think people who are like that are already kind of stuck in their ways, and and their their uh, opinions are already set in stone. Possibly, but I believe everybody can change. Okay. Did anybody else you're supposed to have? Pardon? Oh, yes. You're supposed to have the happy, loving person. Oh, of course. Yes. This is the person you want to hang out with for eternity. Uh, wouldn't that be the same? What? Wouldn't that be the same person? The, the happy, loving person? Yeah. You want to hang out with them forever. Yeah. They are beautiful, loving, caring souls, and we <laughs> learn how to love, be happy, and what we have and what we share freely. They show us not to be like our number one pick, the judgmental person. Mm -hmm. They show us to spread love and enjoy people. If you had suffered a recent heartbreak, they'll help us to heal our hearts again and to love again with no inhibitions. Do you know we have, we harbor all these people inside us anyway? Like a multiple personality type? No. <laughs> I was just saying, at times we are cruel, and sometimes we are loving, and sometimes we are happy. And This is true. Mm -hmm. But which one is greater in your personality? Okay. I think there's different levels. Okay. I think that some things you have little bits of, and some things you have more of. You know why I am so glad we're on radio? Because I'm looking at myself in the monitor here, and <laughs> I am fat! <laughs> 
It makes me look. Not. It makes me look like I weigh three hundred pounds. No offense that's to anybody who does. <laughs> it makes us look that way, but we don't. Okay, so remember long, that. Long, long, long ago, I went to modeling school in Boston, Ooh. and I remember I didn't get into photography, um, and I was skinny. But photography back then, they would tell us that it added thirty pounds. Thirty? I thought it was ten. Well, ten for TV. Okay. Or maybe it switched. But anyway, it's a lot. So I, and not be, not because I didn't, not because I thought I was fat, but I just thought it was interesting that it added weight because you were in a, in a, either a film or you were uh, uh, doing photography. Uh-huh. So I didn't. I did. I just did runway because then I looked the way I looked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't pursue it? I did for a little while, um, and then, you know, went on. Sounds fun. It was really fun. You know, I was very tall, and my mother started seeing me hunch over with my friends. Yeah. And she decided that she needed to get some somebody to help, so she brought me every single Saturday to Barbizon in Boston. Uh-huh. And I went to school all day long. And learned, you know, posture and manners and walking and makeup. And, and wow. then I went on which was re- runway's really fun because you can kind of act a little bit. Um, this is interesting. A lot of it was very different then. It's very, I love the way it is now where it's kind of swanky and, yeah. you know, we're kind of, kind of. But you got to have this pout on your face. We didn't. We smiled. But, I, yeah, now they have that pout kind of thing. Yeah. It was fun. Congratulations. So you can go ahead and do your, your next ones, and then I'll tell you the number three person. Okay. Because I want to hear what you have. <laughs> Everlasting Storm. Forever? In Venezuela at the mouth of the Catumbo River, where it meets the lake Maracaibo, a unique and impressive natural phenomenon variously known as the Catatumbo Lightning, the Beacon of Maracaibo, or the Everlasting Storm, captures the eyes and attention of all observers there to witness it. Here, the night sky is regularly illuminated for nine hours at a time, when lightning striking the sky at the rate of about 28 strikes per minute. 260 storm days a year are experienced in the region, generating almost 1.2 million lightning strikes per year. This amazing spectacle of nature is often visible as a brightly illuminated night sky from as far away as 400 kilometers from the origin of the lightning strikes. That is how many a day? When you're talking about, how many did you say? Two million? Mm-hmm. So, twenty-eight strikes that. per minute. Oh my God! I wouldn't want to live anywhere near there. No, no, Maracaibo. Yeah, you know, there's people that have been struck by lightning several times and survived. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I know somebody that's been struck once. Those people, you've been struck once. No, I know somebody that has. And have they gotten any kind of? Uh, uh, Special Long powers? Left. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I was yeah. listening to the radio the other day, and it was talking about people who got struck by lightning, believe it or not, um, more than one time, and that they considered themselves lucky 
and the person who was talking, I think it was a, a comedy channel that I that I was on. The person that was talking said, I, I don't know, I wouldn't really call it lucky at all to be struck by lightning at all. But this person's considered very lucky. Uh, the one I know that got struck had his back scarred and and pain and oh it was not pretty. Ah. Yeah. I would think so. No. Anyway. Another another person you can have that you should have? Oh please. You should have the no bull person. Oh I like them. This person will not only teach us how to find our voice, but will also be in our corner when we can't find our voice. They are our cheerleaders, our protectors, and our supporters. They are also our encouragers. They want us to find our voice and will show us how to stand up for ourselves and go after what we want while not taking any bull from anybody. This person doesn't want you to be a doormat and will show you how not to be one. That's the kind of person you hold on to their belt Shove them into the fight first so that they can take care of it. (laughs) Yes. That is. You've got your mean, judgmental person that you don't have to really hang on to, just learn from. Uh Then you've got your happy, loving person who you're going to hang on to. Then you've got your no bold person who you're going to hang on to. That's cool. I like that. I like that too. It's a perfect person to have. Yeah. So, what's being struck by lightning next? Well, actually, it's not lightning. There's a green flash in the sky, and it's not running around with arrows and things. It's not a superpower. The green flash and green ray are meteorological optical phenomena that sometimes occur briefly around the moment of sunset or sunrise. When the conditions are right, a distinct green spot is fleetingly visible above the upper rim of the sun's disk. The green appearance usually lasts for no more than two seconds. Rarely, the green flash can resemble a green ray shooting up from the sunset or sunrise. Have you ever seen that? No. So what are the conditions? Did you... Did you... Doesn't, doesn't really tell you, but it just says when conditions are right. Wow, I think of so many times I've been in Florida and we've gone to the beach and everybody goes to watch the sunset. Mm-hmm. And how many times I've seen it and it seems like conditions are perfect because the sky is clear. And yeah. If, if it happened and because it's so quick, you don't see it. Nope. So you probably have to look online and have, have see it from someone who did it with like a time lapse. Mm-hmm. Time lapse photography. I haven't seen it, but I think it'd be beautiful. It would be beautiful. Scary. UFO. I thought it was going to be super pickle. Oh. <laughs> no, not no such thing. <laughs> not, not funny. Not funny. And you have another person? I do. You need to have a stressed out person. Oh, no. I'm already yeah. there. Yeah. You need one. Yeah. Okay. I'll volunteer. <laughs> Tell me I why. combination of your stressed out person and your happy, loving person. I, I think maybe I could be a no bull person. Yeah, I probably could be a no bull person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stressed out person, after spending even one hour with this person, you will surely <laughs> learn to appreciate how to stay calm and mediate. This person is filled with anxiety 
and too much nervous energy. From the poor, stressed out soul, we can learn how to take life one day at a time and not sweat the small stuff. That's we if they survive. Stressing out gets us nowhere, and a calm person always wins. I'd like to believe that. I really would. I would, too. Like, stay but in the do moment. You ever, do you ever notice when you're with someone who's really stressed out, it kind of helps you to say, oh, God. No, okay. it just makes me worse. Does it? Yeah. It just, you're just saying, okay, so am I. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you get stressed, too. You mirror. Yeah. You mirror. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. even go to for psychology <laughs> good for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay doc did you know that there are white rainbows no yes a fog bow sometimes called a white rainbow is a similar phenomenon to a rainbow however as its name suggests it appears as a bow in fog rather than rain because of the very small size of watery droplets that cause fog smaller than 0.05 millimeters or 0.0020 in Fahrenheit. No, that's probably inches. The fog bow has only very weak colors with a red outer edge and bluish inner edge. Now, so if it's really foggy and stuff, you should be able to see one of these. But if it's foggy, does that mean that you well, should... the, sun is out. the sun is out because it's out above the fog? Mm -hmm. But you should be able to see the outer and inner edge. Outer and inner edge. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it's white. Yep. So yep. I wonder if you can even, I guess you just know that the white is between the colors. Yeah. Uh, these things we're going to have to start looking for. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what? All this COVID stuff, we have time. Well, you have time. I don't have time. You're busy. I have been to so many virtual meetings and, and yeah. reports and things, I can't swim anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you. Yes. Can you have a lot of um, flowers sprouting up all over your yard that you weren't aware of? Now, I don't remember. You've been in the house, what? Two years? <laughs> yeah. I've got lots of peonies, which are yeah. beautiful. Lilacs, are, they're still just yeah. just about gone. Did you get any grapes or fruit? Did anything like that spring up? Blueberries. Blueberries? Blueberries. So so everyone knows what we're talking about. When, when uh, Bev first bought her house, I don't remember what season it was, but we didn't know what was. It was winter. Bit. And... Uh, so it's always a surprise when you buy a house in that in a season where things aren't in bloom, uh -huh. and then spring and summer come, and for a couple of years you're you're so surprised at what it's comes gorgeous. Out. We got rhododendrons and oh, I bet that's great. That is, See, it's beautiful, it, and it I have you to think. Calm, doesn't it? Yes. So I mean, you know what you, need, you know what you need in your life? What a calm, a calm person. Okay. What would a calm person do? A calm person? Yes. Another one you want to hang on to is a calm person. If you are the person described in number four, our anxiety, Anna. Uh-huh. Say a name, but it's, we don't know an Anna. We, we just, I just picked that because it was an A. Gotcha. Um, if you are the person described in number four, 
then you desperately need the calm person. Mm -hmm. This is the person. Uh, this is the person who will show you how to not take things so seriously, enjoy life more, and maybe even teach you how to meditate or pray. The calm person has a very soothing energy field that instantly puts you at ease. It also makes you feel like you want to be with them more. Do it. Hmm. Do it. Hmm. If you are a stressed out soul, hang out with a calm person more. Do you know any really calm people? I do. I don't. <laughs> I do. And it is true. When I hang out with a calm, I have to say calm slash optimistic person. So that's a kind of mirroring, right? Uh, yes, I would think it would be. Because huh. you tend, I tend to begin to see things a little different as opposed to if I'm around the anxious slash negative person. And I put them together because those are two things that are, that are really hard to deal with when you're with somebody like that. It's mm -hmm. uh, a negative. Yep. Whereas the calm and positive person helps. It's especially, it's especially hard when it's a relative. That's anxious? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why they live in another state. Is a loving, caring, faraway family that lives in another state. Children <laughs> <laughs> are supposed to grow up and leave. And when I say leave, if they go to another state, yeah. Um, then if you're stuck in in a state that you don't like or you don't like the weather, it's easier to move somewhere else than if. Everybody's in one area, and okay. then you feel bad if you want to move away, but you don't because you want to be with them. It's a real conundrum. I had no problems slipping out. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty young when I figured it out. It was like, okay, see you later. Yeah. You were gone. I was gone. You were gone. And never went back? Not really. No? <laughs> we visit from time to time, and... Hey, there you go. But yep. no, no, no. I couldn't couldn't imagine. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never going back. They, I have one of those, each of those people you were just describing in my family. So far? <laughs> so I, happy, noble, stressed out and calm? Yep. So I could go home and I have all of them right there. You have them all. <laughs> so you can, bring, you can bring a piece of paper and just go check. Check, check, check. Yeah. Or put their names down. <laughs> who, they, who they are. Oh, gosh. You, after, after you share more of these beautiful weather stories. Okay, this one is called Hair Ice. Oh. Like the hair on your head. Hair uh -huh. Ice. Yeah. As water escapes plants in freezing weather, bacteria causes the liquid to freeze. Also known as ice wool or frost beard, it's a type of ice that forms on deadwood and takes the shape of fine silky hair. It is somewhat uncommon and has been reported mostly at latitudes between 45 to 55 degrees north in broadleaf forests. 
The meteorologist and discoverer of continental drift, Alfred Wegner, described ice, hair ice on wet deadwood in 1918, assuming some specific fungi as the catalyst. And in 2015, they identified that, yes, it was. And it, I've seen pictures of it, and it's beautiful. It, I bet that is beautiful. It is absolutely gorgeous. I want to look for that. Um, like white curly hair, just silky white curly hair. So I, it probably stays that way because it's in a climate. It can last a couple of days. It really will. Wow. Yeah. You know, when you said hair ice, I thought of something that happened to me a few weeks ago. What? I, uh, we were somewhere, well, we were at that cottage, and we were, I was in the refrigerator, they had ice cube trays, and we filled the ice cube trays, and later on when I looked at them to get ice, there were about four cubes that had a, 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 a thin, like two inch ice, skinny icicle coming up out of the middle of the ah. cube. I had never seen anything like that. I called Mark and I said, have you ever seen this? It was as thin as a pin, and it was about two inches high that just came right out of the top of the ice cube and stuck up straight. Wow, I don't think I've ever that seen that. Was, I've never, ever seen that. It was cool. I think I might have taken a picture of it, and I have no idea how that happens. Wow. None. I should probably look that up. Did you use them? We did. I'm still alive. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was really hard getting that piece of ice down my throat. <laughs> Wait a minute here. I have to. I have to regroup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ice hair—that sounds magical. Yes, it is like pretty. That movie Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Let it go. Mm. The song no one wants to hear anymore. Is there one of those kind of songs in the second movie that everybody... Oh, I'm sure. I don't remember. I don't know. I, did I see the second movie? I don't even know. I thought you did with your granddaughter. My, my granddaughter, yes. I don't remember if there's a song that... But, you know, I, I don't pay attention, really. <laughs> because it, it, really, I, I don't know what kind of toys... Well, with Grace, she's five, so I do know what toys, but I don't know what toys are popular, let me put it that way. I don't either, no. You know, we're, we're, we're so out of touch with that. Okay. Did you ever see the movie The Greatest Showman? No. Ah, The Greatest Showman. Write it down. I don't see your pen moving. <laughs> She's looking for a pen. <laughs> the Greatest Showman was such a good movie, and the music from that is so good. Oh. And it's an uplifting, happy movie, happy ending, beautiful costumes, great dancing. What's his name is in it? Um, sure, Stu, I know uh, him. Grant. Um, Hugh? Stu Grant? Hugh. Hugh. Yeah, Stu is another whole other, whole other pot of beef. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Grant can sing, he can dance. Oh, he's, he's, he's lovely. And the people in the it's a really good movie for all of you out there who have never seen it. The Greatest Showman, great movie. But I would like to see him as Wolverine. I think he does really good there. Wolverine? See my pen? I'm writing stuff down. Well, Wolverine. I never heard of that movie. 
it's not really a movie. It's part of the part of the part of the blah 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 blah. Series? Superheroes kind of things. X-Men. Oh, the X-Men. So I've probably seen him in that. Mark likes to go to those X-Men things. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know another person you need in your life? Sure. I didn't know there were more. There's one more. The successful person. Oh, can't find one of those in my family. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The successful person. Comes from uh, comes in many forms: mm-hmm. success, life success, health success. It's not just about working your arse off mm-hmm. and finding a million dollars a year. The successful person has their stuff together and knows how to get it done right. Mm. There's much to be learned from this person. Hang out with them, learn some tips and tricks. Find out what the meaning of success is and how they achieved it. Success is yours, too, if you're willing to learn. What I love most about this is it says it doesn't have to be professional success. It can be life. It can be health. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be because someone made a a billion dollars. Yeah. It sounds almost like the no bull person. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of like the no bull person, sort of. Not yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to take a break. Let's take a break. We are on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, phone number 445-4234. Hold on, folks. We'll be right back. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal Credit Union, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at Greylock.org. And from BeFair, one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people they support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. PCTV and WTBR are committed to serving our community in this difficult time. We will bring you live coverage of press conferences and official statements from our government officials on PCTV CityLink Channel 1303, on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, and on WTBR as they happen and as we are able to do so. Please stay tuned to our channels and our social media for updates on press conferences and other important information pertaining to the ongoing pandemic. Whoa, like what exactly is happening here? 89.7 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal Credit Union, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair, one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people they support, visit BeFair.org today. For available opportunities. PCTV and WTBR are committed to serving our community in this difficult time. We will bring you live coverage of press conferences and official statements from our government officials on PCTV CityLink Channel 1303, on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, and on WTBR as they happen and as we are able to do so. Please stay tuned to our channels and our social media for updates on press conferences and other important information pertaining to the ongoing pandemic. 
And we're back. Oh, I'm looking up ice hair, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So you did see a picture. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And the way some of these pictures show the ice sticking up straight, uh-huh. that's what my ice cube look like. Maybe you had ice hair in your ice cube. I don't know. I don't know. Any dead wood? <laughs> ice cube. What did you say? I'm sorry. Any dead wood? No. <laughs> I looked up ice hair in ice cubes, and it gave me the, the guy, the ice cube. I think it's a rapper. <laughs> That's not what I want. Oh, no. you mean like iced tea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have another little story to share. Oh, dear. My granddaughter and I planted some apple seeds yes. a couple months ago, and of course nothing happened. So oh. she asked me the other day if we could plant some more because we were eating an apple. And so we took all the seeds out, and I put them in a bowl of water, and we went for a walk. And I came back, and I said, okay, let's look up how you plant apple seeds. So uh-huh. the very first thing was you have to dry them out. <laughs> so naturally, putting them in a bowl of water didn't really work. So we decided, okay, we'll dry them out. Then we read some more. You dry them out for uh, 7, 14 days. Then you um, put them in some peat moss, and you let them sit for three months. Oh, my word. <laughs> and, you know, kids want everything now. Uh-huh. Them now. So for those of you who want to plant your own tree, you have to dry out your seeds. You have to put them in peat moss for three months, and then you bring them outside. And you have to have two. You have to have a male and a female because they evidently the pollinization going back and forth is what makes the fruit. Or you can go to the nursery and just buy a couple of shrubs. Or you can do like I do and just go to the supermarket and buy bags. <laughs> that works too, yeah. That works. That works. Do you that eat works. the peels? Yeah, I do, but I don't bite an apple. I have to cut it up. How about you? Yeah, I cut it up and put salt on it. Oh. I like it. Do you put salt on watermelon? Gosh, no. That's good. Try it. Salt on watermelon? A little bit of salt on watermelon, you'll be shocked. Hmm. Why do they call it? Why do they call it seedless watermelon when there are seeds in it? They are, and they're white. I guess because you can swallow those. No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, I guess. (laughs) Okay, I got another pretty one for you. Okay. Frost flowers. And this can happen on the ocean or on land. When there is a difference in temperature between the ocean and atmosphere in the Arctic areas, you can see these floral ice forms. A frost flower is formed when thin layers of ice are extruded from long-stemmed plants in autumn or early winter. The thin layers of ice are often formed into exquisite patterns that curl into petals that resemble flowers. Are you looking it up? I am. Of course I am. Oh my gosh. They, they look, it's crazy to say they look like a glass uh, sculpture. Mm-hmm. And really the glass sculpture looks like them. Think about that. I, it hurts. Because they, this, this is coming from nature. This is the original. Mm-hmm. So, look like the glass sculpture. The glass sculpture looks like them. Isn't that something? They they look like ribbon candy. Yeah. 
oh, that's just... But they're white. Yeah, who ever knew? Uh, Not me. Not me. Not me either. So people, look up frost flower. They're they're frameable. Yes. Yeah. You do your whole office in frost flowers. You'd have to do them as a statue or something because they wouldn't last. They would... Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, you know, you could put something in a little container with water in it and say your happy birthday just because of frost flower. <laughs> kind of like the snowman, the melted snowman. Olaf. Yeah. They're just, the only thing left is the, the hat and the noses and the, no, not noses, unless you have a snowman. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> okay, what else you have? So so the other day my sister was over and we were eating outside and we were distancing, but when we were inside preparing, we were wearing our masks. So I had to chop an onion and I had my mask on. Oh. That's the answer right there. You don't want to cry when you're chopping an onion? Put on a mask because if your nose is covered and you're not inhaling it into your sinuses. Oh. I had nothing. Zero. Zip. All you need to do is put your mask on. It didn't kind of sting your eyes or anything? Never. Nothing. (gasps) I couldn't believe it. I said to her, look at this. Were you wearing your glasses? Onion. Nope. I said, look at this. This is incredible. I have nothing. And I was chopping. Chopping, chopping. That is... That is exciting. That is good news. News. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Holy cow. It really works. Works beautifully. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What well, else can I look up, my dear? Rainbow trees. Rainbow eucalyptus is an evergreen tree that has spear-shaped silvery green leaves and clusters of tiny white flowers. The most stunning feature is the trunk, which grows rainbow bark in shades of green, blue, orange, red, and purple. As it grows, the bark is constantly peeling off in strips to reveal new colors and patterns, evolving its beauty all the time. This is stunning. And it looks like someone painted these chunks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're it real. Like they're real. But they're real. And I'm looking at them right now. They look like great red, some redwoods, but there's also smaller trees. But these look like an artist went over and painted them. Mm-hmm. But they don't look tell, real. They don't look real. Wow. These are really cool things to go look at in the country to find mm-hmm. where the are. I think these are, since they're eucalyptus, they're probably tropical. So we got to go tropical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on a tropical trip. Down to the tropical equator. On a tropical tree trip. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even say it once. <laughs> okay. So, oh, what was the other thing I was going to I had, I had something else. Uh, 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 oh. So you have your masks in your car, and you know how you can't rewear them all the time because they're going to get bacteria and you want to wash them. And, and so, so sometimes I have a couple in my car. I put command strip hooks on the dashboard above my glove compartment. Uh-huh. I put three little command strip hooks 
stuck them on there. Yeah. And my masks on them, so I have like three in the car. Oh, your mask? I thought you said maps. Oh no, no mask. <laughs> so you can put the command strips on a flat surface. It's uh -huh. flat. It can't be textured or anything. Okay. And of course, command strips have that little pull, mm -hmm. so that when you're ready to take them off, you just pull it. it doesn't damage the surface. Mm -hmm. Now my mask have a little place to. I have a place to hang them instead of taking them from my my mirror or throwing them on the seat. Yeah, that stay cleaner yeah. that way. They stay cleaner. They get kind of air going through them. But you know, they're they're hanging out like on a clothesline. I really like the idea of wearing masks because it kind of helps me hide behind it. What? If I'm in places where I'm uncomfortable or I'm with people that make me uncomfortable, if I'm wearing the mask, it's easier because, I don't know, it's like I'm hiding everything from this person. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. So this is why I enjoy wearing a mask. Because as you get older, you start thinking you need some, like, a neck work or a facelift. I need a lot of it. And you put your mask on. Mm -hmm. And it goes away. It goes away. Like that. And everybody oh. can see your pretty eyes. It's just gone. And then you just make up your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was in the super, uh, in Walmart, and I had sunglasses on and a mask. Oh, scary. And all of a sudden, I heard, hello, Lynn. <gasps> And I couldn't believe this person knew who I was. And it's somebody I don't see often at all. Whoa. Must be the way you carried yourself. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah. So I had some, I had some um, interesting animal uh, facts. Okay. Yeah. So I had an animal fact about fairy dogs. They're cute. They're cute. really cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went out west, we would look for fields that have little prairie dog hills, and we'd get out and we had peanuts, and they would come right out, and not come real close, but close enough where you could, you know, maybe a couple of feet. Yeah. But it, they're quirky creatures for a number of reasons. They are giant rodents. They dig massive, interconnected, underground homes, and they kiss. They kiss? They kiss. And they're actually touching their front teeth in order to identify each other. By their teeth? When they seem to be sweetly sharing a smooch, the oh BBC explains that scientists believe that prairie dogs kiss and cuddle more when they're being watched by zoo visitors because they appear to enjoy the attention. So huh. can you imagine if... If you and I were going to see each other and we needed to identify each other, we'd have to touch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I never heard of that. Can you imagine that? That is so cute. Identify the prairie dog by touching teeth. Well, the problem with that is we would probably make a lot of people nervous. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> with somebody and they had false teeth and they didn't have them on. <laughs> they didn't have <laughs> gum, gum identification. Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. Help, help. Get that out of my face. I've got, I've, I can see that and I don't want to see that. Oh, that's just, that's just, Oh, there. That's there you go. It. You ruined it. You just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I got Sorry. something just as good. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of animals, 
crab migration. On Christmas Island, about 400 miles south of Java, almost 120 million female red crabs make their way into the ocean. They emerge from the forest and make their way to the ocean to breed, swarming across roads, streams, and beaches. And I got to tell you, I watched a David Attenborough video of all of these crabs. I mean, they were everywhere. You couldn't step anywhere. And he sat down on a rock and they climbed all over him and up his legs and his arms. And he's sitting there. He's sitting there talking about them. And I'm waiting for one of them to bite him someplace. (laughs) It was hysterical. And so he didn't get bit. Not as far as I could see, unless the camera turned off. <laughs> just handle it. Wow, it was it was that, and then even go in the streets and everything, right? Yes, everywhere. Yeah. And then, how many days are they out there? For as long as it takes to lay their eggs, they have like mud packs on their bellies. When they go into the water, they lift their front arms up, and and the mud packs kind of fall into the water with the eggs, and they get washed out to sea. Wow. But so to I see them with their arms up like that. It must be protected, right? In the town. I mean, people must Christmas know. Island. I don't think anybody can go there. You don't? Christmas Island? Sounds like a pretty place to go. Christmas Not Island. with a thousand million crabs. <laughs> now, speaking of crabs, mm-hmm. crabs may be able to intimidate other creatures with their claws. But if that's not enough, ghosts crabs will growl at their enemies like what? a dog. Like a what? Like a dog. You're kidding. But it says, however, unlike our canine friends, crabs make these fearsome noises using teeth located in their stomachs. Teeth in their stomach? Yes. There are three main teeth. A medial tooth, two lateral teeth, that are essentially elongated, hard, calcified structures. They are part of the gastric mill apparatus in the stomach where they rub each other together and they grind up the food. Jennifer Taylor from the University of California, San Diego told Newsweek magazine she and her colleagues were able to nail down the source of the noise after noticing that the crabs were growling at them. Wow. I've never heard of that. No. I, I can't. I, I think it'd be so cool. To, it'd be very strange to hear noise coming from a, a crab. Especially a growl. A growl, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That oh, is yeah. so cool. I love learning new stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, Speaking it's of new stuff. Yes. Tetranitrate. Toxic carbon. It's a hypothetical molecule consisting of oxygen, nitrogen, and carbon. It had been discovered by a 10-year-old student oh my gosh. who constructed its structure and built a model in 2012. Her name is Clara Lazen, and she was living in Missouri, Kansas City. Her science teacher asked the kids to use balls and sticks to simply present molecule structures during a fifth grade class when Clara developed a complex model and asked her teacher whether it could serve as a real molecule. 
Oh, my God. Her science teacher sent her model to a chemist friend, Robert Zoliner, who checked the molecule and confirmed that it had a structural type never before known of. What? Yeah. A 10-year-old? A 10-year-old fifth grader. I'll tell you, these kids. I know that you see now I have a monkey up there. No, I just see a head and shoulders. Oh, okay. I'm looking at a monkey. You know my monkey picture? Yeah. So I was playing I was playing with buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Instead I, of um, listening. <laughs> no, no, no. I was listening. But I was trying to get so that you and I were the same size on each side of the screen. Oh, okay. And it, cha- it changed that. Oh, okay. It changed that. I look at kids and I... I Sometimes I think kids are stifled. I know this is going to sound terrible. There's kids out there that are, uh, that are amazing, amazingly creative mm-hmm. and don't do so well in school. Mm-hmm. And I think the focus on, okay, you've got to do this, do this, do this, hurts that creativity. When yep. You think of really famous people that were in school and were told that they would never amount to anything, that they were stupid, and then they invent electricity or so I'm, I'm always amazed at little kids that can come up with stuff like that at 10 years old. I love it. I love it. We need yeah. them more. We need more of them. Oh, oh yeah. So there is a, a mantis shrimp. So you've got your beautiful trees that you talked about. Yeah. This is a crab that looks like one of those trees. It's multicolored. It's absolutely beautiful. Crab? It's, I'm sorry, not a crab, a shrimp. It's a mantis shrimp. And it said, but it, it's, it can punch things. So it says, you might think that boxers have the most impressive jabs, hooks, and uppercuts on the planet, but it's the mantis shrimp that boasts the world's fastest punch. Huh. Traveling at about 50 miles an hour when a shrimp punches, its little fist of fury, <laughs> which of course isn't even a fist, is accelerating faster than a 22 caliber bullet. Whoa. This is from Science National Geographic. Holy moly. Um, an aggressive creature named Tyson smashed through the quarter-inch glass of his sail. What? In 1998, an aggressive creature named Tyson smashed through the quarter-inch glass wall of his cell. He was soon subdued by a nervous attendant and moved to a more secure facility in Great Yarmouth. Unlike his heavyweight namesake, which he was named after Mike Tyson, the shrimp. Tyson, the shrimp, was only four inches long. (laughs) Scientists have recently found that Tyson, the shrimp, can throw one of the fastest and most powerful punches in nature. Whoa. Multicolored beauty that would go beautifully with your trees. I got, I got to work that in the brain somehow. It punched through a quarter-inch thick glass wall. This little tiny shrimp. This little shrimp. Right from National Geographic Summers. Well, I don't think I can do any better than that, I and mean, that's a good thing because we're out of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a good end. That was a good end. Great yes. to see you. You too. Now I'm Thank not even you. looking at you anymore. No, I'm gone. You're gone. I wonder why. I just got your Thank little you. head and Have shoulders. Day, Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
See you next week, and maybe I'll tell you about the Great Emu War of 1932. Where did the woman go? Where did it go? Where did it go? The views and opinions on this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or WTBR.